1 Corinthians chapter 9, I want to share with you, just want to encourage you, admonish you as we come to the closing of another, another year. Many of us started out strong, kept our momentum. There are those who somewhat wavered away, and there are those who are literally still stuck. But I want to admonish you to hear what God is sharing with us on today and be honest with yourselves. Do a self-introspection and make the necessary changes. Uh, oftentimes it's not, uh, you know, that we don't know. Sometimes we'll quote Hosea and not complete its verse. You know, we'll just leave it at my people perish for lack of knowledge. But if you keep reading, you will discover that they rejected the knowledge. So sometimes it's not that things are just bad, things are just happening to individuals as much as some people just aren't doing what they know to do. And a lot of times it's in part because of our environments. Listen to me now. Anytime you lose focus, it could always be traced back to someone or something or things. Anytime you get distracted, it can be traced back to my environment, people that I'm around, things that I am allowing to get into my spirit. So, and how you end a thing is how you will enter into something else. So, the Lord here is exhorting us on today to let's make some changes because where he is shifting the ministry, it's important that everyone is on board, that everyone does some cleaning up, if you will. Because, again, who we associate with, uh, we begin to assimilate their tendencies, their habits, their patterns. And we want to make sure that we're following those. As, as Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And uh, I got this uh, or this directive this morning at about 8.15 as again I study all week long what I believe that God has for us or what he wants me to share with you. And last night as I was trying to compile what I've studied throughout the week and what I thought I was going to deliver this morning, I was telling pastors, I said, I don't know how it's going to go tomorrow because I know when Holy Spirit is shifting things. So when I got up this morning, I was just sitting, just meditating, praying, and just going through. And uh, about 8.15, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he said attachments. So uh, that's the word I got. So we're going to talk about attachments on today. Attachments. First uh, Corinthians. Are you okay? Now... <laughs> this is for the elder class. This is for the mature at heart. Uh, this is not Similac. Uh, <laughs> this is not Gerber. Uh, nor is it applesauce, okay? So, and, and I say that to say, you know, 
we really have to look at ourselves. Because God has made uh, all things available for us where we may live a godly life. He's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. But we have to get, and see, here's a, thank you, Holy Spirit. Just let me flow. I knew how he, you know. So, so then, then we have to, you know, Hebrews encourages us that we must give a more earnest heed to the things that we have heard lest we drift away. So when we hear the word of God preached and taught and we intentionally refuse to be doers of that which we heard, that creates a greater door for me to drift and notice, when we hear and don't do, James says, you are deceiving yourself. And see, here's the thing. And oftentimes, we're the last ones to find out that we've been deceived. So let's talk about attachments. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, just let me give you a little context as to why the apostle is writing this church uh, there was this young boy who slept with his father's wife, and there were those in the church who seemingly didn't, you know, be affected by it or concerned or, hey, man, that's what we do. But there's always, thank God, a remnant or a core group of people who were steadfast on the things of God. So they wrote to Apostle Paul and asked him if he would address these issues that were going on in the church. So he writes to address divisions as well as immorality in the church and to encourage believers to begin to love one another. Now, you got to remember, these people were inundated in a culture who not only disregarded God, but they engaged in promiscuity, idolatry, lover of things and possessions. And you have to remember that when we come into the body of Christ, we bring those same worldly values with us into the body of Christ. That's why Paul encourages us that we must be transformed by the renewing. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. And again, when you get saved, when you are born again, your spirit man, which was dead, which was born into sin, dead, it becomes alive unto God. Your spirit man is awakened, but your mind does not get saved. Oh, no, no. Your mind doesn't get saved. Your mind has to be renewed. That's why you could be a born-again believer and still have filthy thoughts. Why? Because although you are a new creation now, your mind has to be renewed. So, so he's talking to a people, watch this, who could not divorce or divorce themselves from the culture that they came. I'm going somewhere now. What, what do you mean they could not divorce themselves from the culture they came? In other words, even though they were born again, they were still identifying themselves with that old nature. Okay? That's why sometimes, uh, and see, you, you can't just go off, and not saying that someone isn't, if they say it, you just can't go off I'm saved. See, see, there's things that I'm looking for like fruit. 
manifestations. I'm looking at your character as the psalmist says, Mark the perfect man, not perfect in the sense that he or she is blameless, but perfect in the sense that they walk upright, that there is a life of integrity. Their, their life exemplifies that at Christ. Mark that person. Okay? So, so we have to be uh, understanding of the fact that we bring that culture with us into the kingdom. That, and listen, I'm saying this. That's why sometimes believers will still live uh, with, like, uh, will live like they did before Christ. Ah, stepping on some time. So they see nothing wrong with promiscuity before marriage or sex before marriage because that's the culture. That I came from. They don't see nothing wrong with cohabitating together. And we're not married. Why? Because that's the culture. See, listen, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. So this is not, don't condemn yourselves. It, it's about, you know what? Attachments. It's about creating a standard. It, it, this is about ministers going back home and saying, okay, today is a new day. <laughs> well, yes, it's, I can't. Honey, I'm not responsible for yesterday anymore. I just know how I'm going to live moving forward. Ooh. See, I figured... I don't know who this is for because the Lord, he shifted this whole thing just for you. Are you here? Ah. So he's addressing individuals who found it difficult to divorce. Now, oh, here come the good part. Divorce the culture from which they came. Now, now, now watch this. So much so that they brought the culture, daughter, into the church. Are you, are you here? Watch this. So when he's, what we're about to read now, he's not talking about those who are outside the church. He's dealing with Bible toters now, tongue talkers, holy, high, holy rollers, hands lifted, prostrate at the altar. Ha, na, na, na. That's who he's talking to now. But see, because here's what we don't understand, guys. We are called to be influencers in the earth. And if Satan can keep the body of Christ now at large divided, we will never have influence as we should because there's such division in the church. Oh, that's something else. I wrote to you in my previous letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not meaning the immoral people of this world or the greedy ones or swindlers or idolaters. For you have to get out of the world and human society altogether. First, he's, now, he, now, this doesn't mean that I can still. Because uh, I still have to come out from among them. And be ye separate. So he's not saying, okay, I told you not to hang with your, your 
a brother who's a Christian because he he's trifling, but you can't hang with the heat. See that? See, that's not what he's saying. Okay, because it's always that one Christian that misinterpret what I'm saying. Watch this. Not meaning the immoral people of this world, the greedy ones, swindlers, idolaters. For then you have to get out of the world and hear Mrs. Hightower together. But I actually, excuse me, but actually, I have written to you, listen to this, not to associate with any. Do you guys see this? You know what? Let's read this together so it can get into your spirit. See, guys, listen, either we're going to accept the truth of God's word or, see, we can't pick and choose what part of God's word we, you know, we want to live by. Are you here? But I actually have written to you, come on, let's read, not to associate with any so-called Christian brother, uh, hold on, or sister, Because there were about three sisters who say, this part's not for me. No, it's for you. I heard that, and it came, I sensed it more on this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's, he, he said brother. Yeah. And sister. If he is what? Sexually immoral or greedy or is an idolater, what? Devoted to anything that, t- see, we, we think idol worship is just, worshiping a rock or a statue. No, idol worship is when you have placed something or someone or devoted yourself to something or someone more than you do God. It could be houses, possessions. It could be your job. It could be your finances. It could be your children. It could be your spouse. Idolatry is when you have taken God off the throne and place something else above him. It's sexual and more greedy and a doubt devoted to anything that takes place with God. Or is a revaling? Watch this. Here's where that office comes in. Who insults or slanders or otherwise verbally abuse others. Watch this. Or is a drunkard. Listen to this. In the church. Or a swindler. You must not eat with such person. See, this thing is so serious. So that individual who you guys are supposed to be meeting at Applebee's here in about 30 minutes. You may want to go ahead and text them now saying, listen, I can't make today. It's just that serious. So, so, so notice he says, I'm not even talking about folk in the world. I'm talking about the infestation within the body. Whether they are partners where you associate or partners somewhere across the street, if they are engaging, if this is part of their lifestyle, See, we think, see, here's what we don't understand. A little too leaven 
Same thing he said in, in this chapter, early parts of uh, chapter 5. Leavens the whole, just a little bit. And we take it lightly. Man of God, poison is poison. I don't care how much of a dosage you inseminate. It, poison is it's still poison. Are you here? In the church. You've heard me. I've said it for years. Some Christians aren't good people to be around. That doesn't mean that, that I'm ugly toward you. That it, first, let's, let's get this. Let's understand what he means by associate. Okay. So he said, uh, but, I, but actually, I have written to you not to associate with what? Any? Oh, it's 28 minutes. No, I need more than that. That word associate in the Greek, it literally means properly to mix closely together to influence. Mix closely together to influence. In other words, you don't want to be so intertwined to the degree that now you are exerting that negative influence upon me. So you have to know how to create a distance. I love you. Oh, this is the word. Are you here? It means uh, to keep company with. But actually, I have written to you not to keep company with. To associate intimately with. This is what it means in the Greek. Listen, that intimate association is that up close and personal where, where, where you are giving me space to influence you. Oh, Lord, please hear this. And I'm going to, and I say it all the time, we have to be careful because people whom we associate with, notice we talked about the church, they affect how we see they affect how we serve, and they affect how we sow. So when my perception changes, I'm around for the worst, that is, wrong associations. When my serving changes, bad associations. Why? Because I used to be committed. I used to be involved. I used to participate. If I have to sing by myself, I sing by myself. If I have to play by myself as a young man, I play by myself. If I have to go by, I do it by myself. And sowing. Oh. So if my giving changes, being that I went from barely giving to not giving, or from giving to not giving, look at my associations. Who am I with? Oh, this is, are you here? Be again, because Christians, man of God, are complaining before God. And it's not that they don't have the information. They just refuse to do what they've been delivered, what's been delivered to them. Are you here? So he said, watch who you keep company with. Watch those close, intimate associations. This is true. I, you say, hey, it, it, it. 
of course, it, when it's, where it says sexual immorale, that in the Greek, it literally means fornicator, from which you get the Greek word pornea, from which you get the English word pornography, porn. So it literally means someone who plays the harlot. I'm saved, you say, <laughs> yeah, but, but if he's playing the harlot, we, we have to stop that he from God stuff. She from, well, hold on. Uh, if you are, then we have to put this on hold until there are some commitments. God, see, it, it's quiet. Oh, man. See, see, no, no, no. You have to love me when we're talking about houses, cars, and money. No, you have to support me the same way when we're teaching. Watching out for your associations. In, in, in other words, it's like this, Shanika. If I'm engaging in courtship, and when you uh, are engaging in courtship as a believer, it's two individuals coming together to see now if it's the will of God for us to be together. Not acting like we did from the culture we came from. So we move forward together slowly. I see her lifestyle. She sees mine. See, we're both honoring God with our relationship. So since we're honoring God with our relationship, with our relationship nobody is playing the harlot. Oh. Why? Because we're glorifying God with our bodies. Pastor, I slipped there last night. Sir, God loves you. And if you're a believer, you're still righteous, holy, blameless. But, but today, just, just, just make the shift, that's all. This is nobody condemning. Are you here? So, so here's the thing. And once you let your foot up, it makes it that much harder to put your foot down. Oh, you missed that. So if I've opened the door for it, it makes it that much harder midstream to stop. It's quiet. See, now we are unequally yoked. And let me, please let me clarify, unequally yoked is broader than Save and not save. Unequally yoked is when you have two individuals who have beliefs that do not coincide with one another. Unequally yoked is when you have two individuals with divergent beliefs. We do not have the same beliefs concerning these things. You believe in practicing abstinence. She does not. We are not on the same page. Oh, and if I'm going to announce that you are from God, we have to do it 
his way. Oh, I haven't intended. I, this wasn't what I wanted. You heard me. I got this 815 this morning, so don't look at me like that. Speak to God. Lord, why is he teaching this? Don't, don't look at me like that. Why? I, listen, I, I, I can't tell you who's doing what. But Holy Spirit has dropped some things in my spirit. Not things. Not things. Things. <laughs> but, but, but listen, so he's saying, watch out for those who call themselves Christians. Who engage in these things. Are you here? Watch out for the gossiping Christian. The slanderous Christian. Are you here? The Christian who has no discipline. Listen, if you follow people who lack discipline, lack commitment, what do you think you're going to eventually do? So watch out for folk who have made men of God an idol out of other things, and God's things now are secondary. If that, some bottom of the line. Are you here? So we're talking about attachments. Listen, we have to be careful about building emotional bonds with bad individuals. <laughs> you hear? So, so when we're talking about attachments, we're talking about creating healthy bonds. And most often, and I say, I've been saying it for years, one of the greatest fallacies among humans, men and women, or individuals, is their inability to recognize when relationships have expired. We will hang on, literally, Sister Moore, to individuals who are no longer beneficial to us on any level. And now, they're nothing more than a man of God than a weight. And weights are designed to stop mobility or at the bare minimum slow it down greatly. And sometimes we wonder why we're not getting ahead. Relationships. <laughs> Too many anchors. Ah. Christians. That shouldn't even be said among the believers that you are being influenced in a negative way by someone who bears the name of Jesus. That shouldn't be named among us. In this group of people, we're living so recklessly. Paul said, you guys are doing things that are not even named among the sinners. Are you here? And see, here's the thing. We cannot be afraid to do an analysis of our circle of friends and see whether or not they add value to our life or take away from it. See, today is about doing an evaluation. Who's good for me and who's not? See, see, see now we got to make a decision. Who gets to ride with me into 2022? Because there are some 
who I've carried all of 2021, but they cannot go with me into 2022. So, so, so this message on attachment is really about detachment. About, it's about separating or disentangling ourselves from toxic individuals. Oh, this is it's quiet. And see, it, I know this sounds rudimentary or elementary, but we have to remember, beloved, we're products of our environments. And I'm going to tell you something. We, we keep thinking there's a gray area. I'm either doing good. I'm either progressing or regressing. There's no middle ground. I've either advanced this year or I haven't. And now. And, and when we say stay the same, really you're under illusion because either I'm progressing or regressing. You can't stay the same. Nothing stays the same. Things are always moving. Even if, if you scrutinize a piece of steel, you scrutinize a, a, a solid, there are particles moving within it. You may not see it with the natural eye. And I say that to say, even when, it, when you think you remain the same, either I'm advancing or I'm not. The earth is moving as I speak, but can you feel it? No, but it's rotating on its axis. And sometimes that's where that deceptiveness comes from. Since we don't see it, we think it's not happening. No, it's happening. That's why you wake up one day and realize, what in the world happened? Jody. Kathy. Any Kathy's here? So don't, don't take that personally. Listen, our ability to create the most po positive, powerful legacy possible will have much to do with the people we choose to surround ourselves with on a daily basis. Say it again. Okay, Tim. Because he's like, say it again. See, see let me tell you something. It's very important that you are somewhere where the Spirit of God is not only being spoken, but men and women are not afraid to declare the truth of God's Word. Because, no, 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 because what we have too much of in the body of Christ today is hypocrisy. And we think we can escape everything through a shout through long prayers, through, no, 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 no. There has to be some intentional transformation going on here. There has to be some willful intentions to respond to God's word. So our ability to create the most positive, powerful legacy possible will have much to do with the people we choose to surround ourselves with on a daily basis. Again, your commitment to anything has much to do with who you are connected to. Your commitment to anything has much to do with who you are connected to. As it relates to inside the body. If I'm committed, you more, that's the indicator that you are one who possibly associates 
with other committed partners. If I lack commitment, then I need to, to look at who am I around that's not committed, and perhaps that's one of the reasons why I lack commitment. Oh, yeah. Are you here? Do you know why people make investments in various areas? Who can tell me why? All my investors. Why do, why do you invest? I, I'm sorry? Okay. Don't, I'm not going to bite you. Say it loud like you, an investor and you're proud. Why do you invest? Because you want a big return. I, I know that's why I do it. I don't, I don't just want a return. I want a big return. I don't know, you, you just want a return. See, I know I want a big return. <laughs> we invest because we, we're looking for a big return. So my question to you is why keep investing your time and energy into relationships that yield no return? Why keep investing into this relationship and it's not, it haven't yielded anything, not yielded anything, and it's not going to yield anything. Let that seep. Man, I've been rolling with this cat. I'm still showing him behind on my bills. Always behind. Can't never get it. Everything I got on my vision board, I, I haven't even as much as uh, increased one. No, for real. Listen, listen, you, li li listen. If you're around the wrong environment, a vision board would do you no good. Well, uh, 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 beyond that, your prayer list would not do you any good if you are dwelling among toxic individuals. Are you here? You have to remember that you, your social circle is an important investment of time and energy. See, I value my time. And when you value your time, you don't let other people waste your time. Are you here? And see, here's, oh, here's the thing. Sometimes when we engage in the wrong environments, it keeps us from seeing not only the right individuals, but it keeps us from excelling and propelling forward at an accelerated pace as we should be doing. In other words, I, I'm, I'm so fixed on hanging with them that I can't even see what I could be doing if I just get around them or the right individuals. So now the good people become your enemy. Because the bad people see them as a threat. They think they something. They think this. They think that. They're doing this. And, and rather than realizing, wait a minute, their bills are paid. 
their life speaks, their life, they walk in a lifestyle that mimics that of Christ. They're stress-free, strife-free, stuck-free. Hey, it was new for me this morning, too. So just, I had to pull from this from some other notes that I've had over the years. But this is what you declare. Are you here? And let me say this. Nothing sabotages, sabotages a life mission as quickly as wrong relationships. Do you hear this? And see, back to the relationship, those who are engaging in courtship. Again, courtship is when two individuals come together to see if it is the will of God for them to be together. And watch this. And since we're doing it God's way, if it's not, we can both walk away unattached. I still got my cookies. You still have yours. Are you here? And, and, I'm, and, I, and I, I, I'm like, I rarely even teach on this wise. You know, you don't, y'all know how I do. You know, I, I'm not like worried about what people are doing, relationships. No, because I, I teach the word and I trust that people are doing the word. But, but I do know that, that you know, uh, it, it shouldn't take you know, some of these long, I don't know why we call them engagements. Because by now, we should know for sure. But here's the thing. If I'm acting like we're married, there is no real need for me to really commit because I'm already getting the benefits of one who is married. Oh, I don't know who that was for, but I love you, and so does God. So you have to be willing to extricate yourself from the wrong environment. In other words, you have to, you know, get out of the entanglement. Uh-huh. See, let me address it. He ain't from God, and she ain't from God. Oh, since we slipped, this isn't even not about you slipping. It has nothing to do with slipping. It has to do with a standard, a lifestyle. And he could be, she could be sent. And if that is the case, it would be all the more easier for us from here on to do it his way. Let me move on because I sense offense tries to rise up. Look at somebody say, do not take that bait. You the one got yourself in that mess. I mean, well, uh, I mean, don't say that part, but, you know, the... (laughs) 
It's important to understand, beloved. And see, here's the thing. Whenever, and you've heard us say this before, whenever God wants to bless you, he uses people. Whenever Satan wants to derail you, he uses people. He uses people. Are you here? Very familiar passage of Scripture. Proverbs 12, 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. So one, you have to understand that building relationships takes time. And see, here's the thing. Building relationships take time that people often aren't willing to devote themselves to. So they rush right in it. No. The Word of God gives us the methodology whereby we can choose or how to identify the white, the right social network. Are you here? So before you invest in relationships, and I'm not just talking about boyfriend and girlfriend. This is just relationships in general. Are you here? We're talking about getting attached to individuals. So before you invest in a relationship, ask yourself this significant question. How does this person fit into my destiny and my purpose? How does he fit into my purpose? Excuse me, into my destiny and my purpose. If they are taken away from me, sign, flag, if you will. And what, let me tell you this. You can walk in deception and your head in the clouds or your head in the sand. There are always, let me tell you, always, let me say it again, always warning signs. Always. They may go ignored overlooked. No. When he hit you the first time, that was a sign. It wasn't because of a bad day. When she called you or he called you out of your name the first time, that wasn't because he had a bad day or she had a bad day. That's a sign. Listen. When, when, when you are in certain relationships, uh, uh, social groups, and they demean your character, and they put you down, talk down about you, th- listen, that, that's not encouraging. That's a sign. Woo. When they lead you away from biblical principles and the way that God encourages us to walk, and we walk differently, that is a sign. And see, some of you, in general, not here, just in general, have settled way below what God has desired for you. And see, let me, let me say this, women and men, you know, and sometimes we will lower our value because of where we are in life. But where you are in life has nothing to do with your value. So we think, no, 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 hold on, listen to me. So we think since I don't have a car, I can lower my standard. Since I don't have a decent job, 
I can lower my standard. No, 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 no. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made by the Lord. You come from a royal descent. I don't care. You could be walking, but I still got myself together. I, I can live with mama, but nobody is violating my body because I feel that much lower about myself. So you practically give yourself away because you have a poor self-image. Whether you, I don't care if you got one kid or 20 kids, there is a man <laughs> that'll love you and your children. Are you here? <clears throat> Notice, so for the way of the wicked leads them astray. What do you mean? Evil men, ungodly people, criminals, offenders. Foolish individuals, senseless individuals. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Or in the literally Hebrew, uh, uh, iron sharpens, when it says iron sharpens the countenance, it literally means it sharpens the form, the appearance. Outwardly. Watch this. So because of this connection... What's going in me is going to transform what comes out of me. So now, since I am connected with the right individuals, my form changes. Where I used to didn't carry myself at a high standard, I carry myself at a higher standard. Now, because I walk with men and women who carry themselves... I talk differently now. Why? Because I am among people... Who edify me when they speak. Are you here? 1 Corinthians 15, See, don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. That's Bible. Do you see that up there? Screenshot it. Why is this important? Because our habitation woo, becomes our habits. Where you habitate becomes your habits. Then sometimes I ask yourself, the people that I associate with, what I want to exchange places with them. You should be running quick, fast in the hurry. Are these the kind of people that if I was to exchange my life for this, would I, would I really think I would like that? I mean, you like that? I mean, and that? Guys, this is for real, man. I know, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I know we came probably looking for whatever, but God knows best. Raise the standard. So you have to remember, our community, our social groups, religious groups, uh, any other group where there's a common interest, watch this, they're contagious. 
So it, 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 when it comes to fellowshipping with my brothers and sisters in the faith, you got to remember, it's contagious. So you have to look at how, again, we're not talking about perfection in the sense of flawlessness. But does he pattern her life after Christ? Does he pattern himself after Christ? Is he a man who walks with integrity? Are y'all here? You move in the direction of the people that you associate with. And then to some of these, again, you got to remember, we are in the world but not of the world. And some of these social clubs is not good for believers either. Because they're full of carnality. Remember, you, you and your husband was doing good until you joined that group. You and your spouse were doing good until that thing started taking all of your time. If it's not fostering good, you, you have to ask yourself, what purpose does it serve? You know how many things I've been invited to join and participate in? And, and I don't because, or I haven't because... One, Holy Spirit didn't lead me to, and two, what purpose does it serve, man? I'm a pastor. I have a family. I have children. I'm in school. I have things that I'm working. What purpose does it serve? And see, we just join because we want the outfit. What about your brotherhood in the kingdom? What about your sisterhood in the kingdom? Man. Listen, you have to remember, people come into our lives for a specific purpose. And it's our responsibility to be sagacious enough to figure out why. You have to be wise enough to figure out why is she here? <laughs> why is he here? I'm not talking about with an eye of suspicion, but with the eye of discernment. Why is he here? Why is she here? You here? Let me come to a stopping place because uh, the mood is too somber for the richness of this word. And maybe everyone with the exception of the three who responded, if you are ready to exit, hold on a second. Do, do this. Write this down. Take some time over the next of the, the, these next 20-something days before the new year. Reflect on it and reevaluate those in your personal life. Take some time to reflect. See, again, we notice earlier I said, Brother James, that one of the fallacies among men is their inability to recognize when a relationship has long expired. So we feel like, man, that's my boy since high school. People grow, man. People grow up. People mature. That doesn't mean I won't never speak to you or anything. But, but when you realize I'm working on something, I need to connect with individuals who are where I'm going, who, who's already there that can help me get. Then, watch this. Let me get established. Then I'll come back for you. But I'm not strong enough now. To stay here. Yeah, 
take some time to reflect and reevaluate those in your personal life. Ask yourself some questions because, see, you don't get answers except you ask questions. So you have to start asking questions. And do me a favor, start with those who, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it like Paul said, who call themselves Christians. We're not saying they're not Christians. I'm just saying start with those who call themselves Christians. Before you connect with anybody, ask yourself, what is the history of this person's decisions? And see, here's the thing. Because when you connect with someone, you don't connect with their personality. You connect with their character. What's the history of her decision-making? What's the history of his decision-making? See, and their, their character is revealed by the quality of the decisions they make. So you have to ask yourselves, what kind of decisions are they making? Hanging out all weekend, all even, I'm not, I'm not talking about positive, progressive things. Are you here? What's the history of those decisions? Ooh, then here's another one. You have to ask yourselves, and again, don't just hear boyfriend, girlfriend, hear Social networks, social groups. People hear that. Whose voice do they respect and trust? See, oh, this is this. See, whose voice do they respect and trust? Okay, people who court and says you wanted me to go there. Whose voice does he respect and trust? See, you have to get out of all this, I don't know, man, tell me you do nothing. Uh, I'm on, man. I see, 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 now you're being foolish. That's why he don't come with you. See, oh. and if he doesn't worship now, he's more, hell no. When you say I do, he's all the more I don't, I won't. Or she. Listen, stop shortchanging yourself and selling for men and women who lack godly character. I'm not saying they're not growing and maturing, but, but, but if I'm up here and you back there, dude, I don't have time to wait for you to get it together like that. Quiet. Huh. I wonder why he wanted me to teach this today. So whose voice do they respect and trust? Who does she talk about? Does she, does she honor her pastor's voice? Does she consult them for wisdom when it comes to heavier matters and big decisions? Or uh, ask you. And, and here's the thing. See, when God, see, the, the word of God tells us that God sets the members in the body as it pleases him. So when you find that place where you are called, there is an anointing on that pastor to open up wellsprings in you. So, so, so that doesn't mean you can't get wisdom and counsel from others, but they have what you need. And there are some things that my sister friend does not have the wisdom to navigate me on. See, see, no, no, no. I don't need to ask. 
silence them. What do you think about him? Bring them before your prophet. Do you sense anything? Matter of fact, we'll pick it up, but you ain't got to. We'll. Are you here? And it don't always have to be anything negative. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I have no sense of time now. Let me come to an ending place. Oh, this, it feels like I've been up here 10 minutes, but I don't know. Man, what is their daily routine like? No, no, let me back up. Let me back up. I can back up. Whose voice do they respect and trust? This is of great importance because the voices that they respect and trust is going to determine how they will be in their life. Okay? And watch this. And you may not be connecting with them. You're connecting to the voice of the person they respect and trust. So you have to make sure that the voice that they trust has a direct connection to Holy Spirit, someone who's been led by God. Because if they, in other words, if they are being influenced by the wrong people, then what do you, everything that's going to be delivered to you will be from a negative perspective. So, 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 so you're not connecting to the voice of the person they respect. Are you here? No, you are. So you're connecting to the voice. So if the voice that they respect is wicked, negative, offended, then that same thing would be distributed to you. Are you here? Oh, man, I, I, let me just give you this verse and close right here. What kind of time, Tamara? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me close right here. That's an uh, hour's good enough. And, and we'll, we'll perhaps maybe can pick up here next week uh, if he wants me to continue this particular message. Psalm 119, 113. L- let me tell you something, too. You recognize people. Brother James, by their faces. <laughs> you recognize people by their faces. And I have an acronym for that. Now, if I do it today, it's just too much time. But I, I will give it to you next week. Maybe I'll give you one. Y'all want one, the F? Say it again. Did you say, yeah, chess? I could. Okay, that's, yeah, okay. No, I want to make sure because I, I'm, I'm, I don't mind pouring into people who want to be poured into. So let me zero in on Chelsea and Trinity. <laughs> Do you see this verse? I hate two-faced people. But I love your teaching. We recognize people by their faces. Now, in in Hebrew, they say that faces, there's not a singular word for face. 
because they know people don't have different, or because they know people have different faces for people. So in Hebrew, it's always plural. You would know them by their faces. Are you here? I hate two-faced people. F stands for their family background. See, see, you would know them by their family background. See, see, look, look, see, see, when you look at the family background, you recognize the saying, you know, that uh, a fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. So you can learn a lot about them by being around their family. See, see, it's not that all young men just just mean and angry and, and abusive. No, but there was no father. There was no male mentor even outside of the home. So he doesn't know how to love God's woman because there was no family structure or nucleus there to guide him because it was the father's responsibility to teach the son and the, uh, to teach the son the Torah, to teach him trade, to teach him family. It was the father's responsibility. So if there's no father, even though male mentor, he doesn't know. He's just doing the best that he can. Doesn't know how to raise a child. And that's another thing. We, we think just because somebody can produce a baby, it, it doesn't mean they have the ability to raise a family. Have no idea what they're doing. Hey, let me go and give them to you then since you asked for them. But what does their family look like? What, what, how, how does mama act? What's the history on mama? And, and listen, mamas. And fathers, we, we learn when we know better, we do better. Nothing we can do about the past. But thank God, there's a whole lot we can do about today and moving forward. So it's not about being a bad daddy, being bad, being bad mother. No, it's about learning or getting the tools how to be a better father from here forward. So what's mama look like? Matter of fact, how do siblings act? Oh, I, let me expedite this. A, it's for attitude. Look, look, not just their external looks, you know, that beauty. And see, that's another thing. We get hooked on the exterior. That's, that's good and has its place. But you don't want to build no life on how she look, how he look. Because uh, <laughs> see, see, you want to look at their attitude because they may be attractive on the outside, but have a very nasty disposition on the inside. Again, there's always signs. What's their attitude like? Boy, see, we don't want. Mm, And see, a lot of times, people bring into a relationship what they learn from. And it's not always bad, but, but okay, watch this. Just think about it. Before you got married, 
how much did you really know about marriage beyond the environment in which you were raised? I mean, did you get counseling? Did you study uh, books about uh, relationships, how to have a godly marriage? I say godly because God instituted marriage, so who knows better than him? But, 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 but what, what impetus did you have when it came to looking at a godly marriage? What was the motivating force that said, I want to be like them? Or like... And how, 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 matter of fact, how long did you, and here's the thing, you can answer just a piece. They're not going to ask you, well, did you do any extensive counseling? Did you learn family history? Did you learn how to deal with uh, conflict and resolution, finances, relationships, growing older, having kids? Did you, did you, did you know how to put all that in the proper did you learn about those things? Or you just said, we both 18, we old enough, and we do what we want to do, and we... And see, here's the thing. Without knowing, you may have two individuals who really love each other, but since they don't know how to conduct themselves, they're more hurt or harmful than they are good because they don't know. And when you don't know, you, 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 imp- you, 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 you improv. You do the first thing that comes to your head or, or what your experience was. Yeah. Well, I seen daddy do it, so he, he does it. That's what I do. Mama used to throw pots, so I throw pots. Daddy go home. Daddy go stay gone for three days, so I go stay gone for three days when I get mad. I've went over my time. C, is there compatibility? You know them by their compatibility. Watch this. Again, not just boyfriend, girlfriend, but the people in your social network. Are they compatible financially? What about on a scholastic level, educationally? Are they intellectual? Do they stimulate your intellect to be better, to learn more, to read a new book, to buy a new book? To do, what? What? How, how, are we compatible intellectually? Are we compatible spiritually? Yeah. He loves to worship. I don't have to encourage him, pull him, ask him if he's going, remind him about going. He loves worship. She loves worship. See, if I got to remind you and ask you, perhaps it's not in you yet. You going to church tomorrow? You don't have to stop asking me that. Don't have to ask me that. Pastor used to do that mess. Did I say mess? Didn't you? Why did you do that? Hold on. She was trying to see if I was compatible. You go to church today, and I found said, listen, you, you don't have to do that with me. I love God. Then I started saying, did you go to church today? Look, look, I don't care about you being a pastor. Did you go to church today? And I don't think she asked me anymore after that. But, but, but what she was doing is, because if he's not going now, if I got to encourage him now, 
so, it, I mean, I ain't like me, mess, mess, because I don't want y'all. I don't want y'all to do it. Ask now. But you shouldn't. We we wasn't what. We weren't, yeah, we weren't in the same state. So she was trying to see if I went and stuff. Yeah. See that? She said my father was a pastor. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. See, you can't ride on, yeah, my daddy's a bishop. Yeah, but what, what you doing? Yeah, my mom, she's the first apostle, chief apostle of the Southern Church. Yeah, but what are you doing? Care about your Jesus. Is there compatibility? Are you compatible culturally? Do you travel? But see, but see again, if you like to travel, she doesn't. We got an issue. If you like to experience different things, and she doesn't, we got a problem. Huh? Oh, see, I'm cutting it short because I know we got to go, but thank you for your patience. You know them by your compatibility component. Again, not just I'm saved and you're saved because saved people get divorced every day. Let me say that again. All the time. So we can't go on. I'm saved. There's Oh, Jesus. So I said, this pastor, keep moving to the next point. I was about to ask if I had any witnesses, but I don't want to put nobody on the spot. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because first of all, we need to start, did God, you know, did God put that, is, let not what God joined together put asunder. Some stuff God ain't joined together. Flesh joined that communion, that union, excuse me. Yeah, they did take communion. So you know them by their compatibility. So you want to check that factor. Do, look, listen, then you have to ask yourself, do we value the same things about help? Recreation, just values in general. See, if we just do some of these little things up front, it'll save us a lot of heartache, headache, and pain. Okay, we almost E. It's for the experiences that they had. Like family background, their experiences, attitudes. And see, here's the thing. The experiences that they had from the past, you don't just connect with who the person is. You connect with everybody they've been. I'll say that again. In other words, you connect with everything that has happened to them. That's why it's good to divorce yourself from anybody who there was some entanglements prior to whoever. Because you have to remember the two become one. And if I don't intentionally divorce myself from Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, uh, 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 what's the other one name? Yeah. I said... 
Okay? See, see, so, 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 if you don't divorce yourself from the men of Israel, so when you standing at the altar, guess who's back there like, yeah, it's about to be on now. Why? Because I have a whole lot of individuals that I didn't divorce myself from. Same thing for toxic relationships. Okay, 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 okay. S, and we're done. Are the skills that they bring into the relationship. What skills are you bringing to the table? <laughs> now, thank God, you know, we, we just can't go off. He's saved, yeah, but the, the man got to be able to do something. He loved God. She, she really, yeah, I, I understand she really loved God, but she still has to have some skills. And we letting people tell us, oh, don't worry about that. Just, just think, no, no, the devil is a lie. She needs some skills. He needs some skills. You, you've heard it said you can do bad all by yourself. I don't, look, I don't need any weights. I don't need any liabilities. So what skills are they bringing to the table? You know, you don't want anybody coming over. Or, or leaving talking about the grass need cut. See, that's a sign. Wait a minute. Now, he getting in the car headed to work now. From your house. Talking about the grass need, no, needing cut. That's because no skills. The grass needing cut. See, See, that's a sign that, you listen, you know what? Don't come back tonight. Don't, don't come back. Matter of fact, hold on. I shouldn't have had you over here in the first place. <laughs> God going to send me a man who can wait for me and can cut grass. Or at least have the money or the skill set to get money to pay somebody else to cut grass. Now let me <laughs> yeah, sit down. <laughs> sit down. See, see, look, I don't necessarily have to cut, but I do got enough skill to get the money to pay somebody. See, so, okay now. But I, I'm not going to be calling you talking about the grass need cut. Let's close. All right. Oh, man. In conclusion, and I, I, I promise you I, I'm normally not this long, but since you asked for it, I gave it to you. A core concept, listen to this, to understand when it comes to relationships is like attract like. Like attracts like. Meaning, listen to this, a confident person will attract another confident person. An insecure person will unconsciously seek out relationships with people who will make them feel more insecure. With your beautiful self, your handsome self. If you don't value yourself, then you will always be attracted to people who don't value you either. Come on, let's get a load of hand clap and praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com 
or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.